This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. everyone, Gabby here. And I'm Brenna. And welcome to the Mystery of Everything podcast. Hi guys, before we begin, I just wanted to let you all know that we did in fact finally make a Patreon. And there's two tiers right now. You can sign up and get ad-free episodes only, or you can sign up and get ad-free plus bonus episodes. And there you'll find all our sources, all our pictures, everything you'd find on Instagram, but all in one place. So, you know, if that interests you, please sign up. And also, if you guys can please leave us a review, it helps the podcast to grow. And we love to hear what you think of our show. But only if it's good. (laughs) Good afternoon, creeps, cryptids, and everything in between. I'm Brenna. And I'm Gabby. Today, we're going to talk about something a little spooky and a lot of whimsical. Drum roll, please. James, this is your cue to drum roll because Brenna sucks at it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about fairy rings. And this is actually, so this is our second attempt today at recording this. And I guess this would make it our third attempt in history of recording this because before we were mystery of everything, we were nothing. I think we had a name before. I forgot what it was. Uh, cryptidology. Um, it didn't stick. Did not. Did not stick. Which is fine because now we're back from outer space. We're bigger and better than ever. Wait, do you remember the first time we recorded this? I think it was that one evening where we bought that weird pen. <gasps> and we each took a hit of the weird pen. And then I was like, why is everything moving in slow motion? And then you were trying to read the podcast. I was going to say in, in this episode, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of hard to pronounce words, which you won't get onto me for that anyways. Um, I'm going to say with confidence, I'm going to do the damn thing today. It's going to get done. It's going to be fun. But when we previously tried to record this, it was a mouthful and the vibes weren't vibing. It was which, so bad. Which is sad because this is a cool episode. Fairy rings are fun. And it was not fun then. Um, I think we have the video because it wasn't just <laughs> audio. Like it was a video. I think we no. have the video. You put a camera in front of me and I am the most awkward human being on the planet. I attempted to record a YouTube video of myself yesterday because I'm trying to push myself out of our, my comfort zone so we can eventually do YouTube for the podcast. So I was recording myself unboxing um, tarantula cribs enclosures, which I love YouTube videos of that. but. Me doing it was not fun. It was not um, appealing to the eye at all. I watched it back and I had secondhand, thirdhand embarrassment. It was not a good time. (laughs) Oh, it was so bad. But I'm going to have to, eventually you'll see my face and it'll be great. But that day is not today. (laughs) Okay, so actual podcast. For those of you that don't know, 
A fairy ring is a ring or arc of mushrooms that's naturally occurring. And I'm sure you all have seen them in some way, shape, or form. I've never seen a fairy ring. That's, I still, I knew that, but it's hard for me to even comprehend how you've not seen a fairy ring. You've like, never seen a ring of mushrooms. No, where am I going to find a ring of mushrooms? They pop up randomly. In a circle. Yeah, it's a circle. And they pop up randomly. Like okay. I, I've seen fairy rings. Am I just not outside enough? I, I can't say that I wander through the forest. Well, sometimes they even pop up in just like regular grassy areas. Yeah. I've never I've seen, seen them in my yard before. Maybe the fairies are avoiding me. Maybe. And if you hear a little meow meow, that's a little moonbeam. Oh, no, she's here. She's here. <laughs> my cat's here, you guys, and she's annoying as hell. Oh, I love her so much. She has the most perfect squished face you've ever seen. It's just a little flat nose. I love a flat nose. <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> oh, my god. She said meow. All right, fairy rings. They can also be called fairy circles, elf circles, elf rings, or pixie rings. And they're mostly found in forests or swampy areas, but can also be found in grasslands. So kind of everywhere. Except a desert. I assume you're not going to find one in a desert. But I'm not an expert. They could be. How does one detect a fairy ring? Well, I'm going to tell you, obviously. They're detectable by sporocarps, also known as fungal spore pods. These sporocarps are in rings or arcs, as well as a necrotic zone, which basically is just a fancy name for a circle of dead grass. Like the inside of the circle. Uh... So it'll be a circle of mushrooms, but the inside is going to be dead. Why is it dead? Well, we're going to get into that. It's going to be fun. This is an exciting journey. Uh, fairy rings can also be like a dark patch of green grass in the middle, too. Not always dead. So underneath these sporocarps are what is called fungus mycelium. And mycelium is a root-like structure of fungus consisting of a mass of branching thread-like hyphae. Um, also, side note, a hyphae is a long branching filamentous structure of a fungus, which is so super cool to me because you don't think about it like what's going on under the surface. On top of the ground, you see a circle of mushrooms. Cool. Is it cool? We'll find out. But just think about what's going on underneath the ground. Um, and it also, those of you who have seen The Last of Us, picture that. No. Why would, why would we picture that? Because that's mushrooms and they have like a whole web is how I could best describe it. Like you touch the fungus and then it tells the rest of the fungus zombies and then they all attack you. It's kind of it, like that. Was it fungus in the video game? I don't remember. I played that so long ago. Yeah, I think it was fungus because they made a TV show about yeah, it. Yeah, because it was spores, right? Yeah. And the TV show is so badass. But like the fungus could... It was alive and you touch fungus here and it alerts all the fungus around and then the zombies come and they, they fungus you. Yes. That Which I is need to what finish that show. That was some Just good play shit. the game. The game is so good. That's what Chris said you used to play the game. You haven't, he, wait, you haven't played it? Uh uh-uh. uh. Why? I'm not a big video game gal except for World of Warcraft is my baby. <sighs> I know. Also, I might, I might not. But I need to get more comfortable in front of a camera. So I might start streaming World of Warcraft. But you can't make fun of me because I don't actually know what I'm doing. I just do it for the vibes. I'll make fun of you. Don't worry. Says the one who ran away from a fake snake. But the thing is, I will (laughs) be watching. So I'll give you our viewer. Yes, I will be bullying. You should play with me. Oh, gosh, no. Because the snakes. Yeah, there's not snakes in every location. We can go to the desert. Mm. 
The world is our oyster. Now think about it. We could play the version where there's dinosaurs. The latest version we were playing is the dragon one, which is fun, but I don't know. To each their own. It's not as good as the original. I'm getting so off topic. I know. Again, like, <laughs> I always do. Fungus. I always do. Fungus. Fairy rings. So the rings may grow over 10 meters, um, which is 33 feet in diameter. Wow. And I know. Oh, it's so cool. And they become stable over time as the fungus grows and seeks out food underground. It's so creepy, but it's so cool because, like, it's alive. Oh, that reminds me of a thing. So, living mushrooms eat dead people. And living people eat dead mushrooms. Yes, because mushrooms are really good. And I give the mushrooms (laughs) full consent to eat me. Because I've been doing it for a while to them. I've never ate mushrooms. I'm in love with you. They're so good. You've never had pasta with mushrooms in it? Girl. I feel like I've probably picked out around the mushrooms. Why? Because I'm weird. What about like pizza with mushrooms? No, I've picked it off. They're a bit squishy though, I guess. So I could see why somebody wouldn't like it. But I probably would like them. I just don't try things what because happens, I'm a child. What happens if you eat the mushrooms in the fairy ring? Will they piss off the fairies? Because you're not in the ring when you get the mushroom. I don't know. Does that break the ring? That's that's not uh, <laughs> that's not a question I've ever asked myself. Oh, I'm asking, <laughs> and I need to know. <laughs> well, I don't entirely remember what the script entails, so maybe <laughs> we'll find out shortly. You are all doing this together. So before we dive into the folklore portion of the episode. Which obviously is my favorite, always. I'm a girl of folklore. I love it. But I'm going to hit y'all in the face with some science. (laughs) Smack! I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, by the way, just throwing it out there. I'm not an expert on mushrooms. Uh, Yep, my degree is aquatic biology. Not mushrooms. I just think they're very cool. Okay, so the mycelium of a fungus growing in the ground absorbs nutrients by secretion of enzymes from the tips of the hyphae which previously discussed, are threads making up the mycelium. This breaks down larger molecules in the soil into smaller molecules that are then absorbed through the walls of the hyphae near their growing tips. The mycelium moves outward from the center, and when the nutrients in the center are exhausted, the center dies, thereby forming a living ring from which the fairy ring arises. So that was a direct quote um, from one of my sources. I, I don't give away my sources. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, my sources are listed. Uh, They will be listed if you're curious. But um, basically that saying, so the mushroom is eating all the nutrients or the mushroom circle is eating all the nutrients in the middle. So it's eating and it's spreading and it's eating and it's spreading and it's growing bigger and bigger. And the center of the ring is dying, which is why we'll see. What did I call it earlier? The little ring with all the dead grass? Yeah, necrotic zone. That's why we'll see a necrotic zone in the middle and then a fairy ring surrounding it and then everything on the outside is alive and thriving still because the mushrooms are eating all the nutrients out of the middle. We've got to love it. We've got to love it. There are two theories regarding the process involving creating fairy rings. So one states that the fairy ring is begun by a spore from the sporocarpus which is a single cluster of spore-producing tissues enclosed by a thin spear of tissue, and it's attached to the leaves. The underground presence of the fungus can also cause withering or varying of color 
or growth above the grass, which, you know, we see the shit die. The second theory, which is presented in the investigations of Japanese scientists on the Tricholoma matsutake species, shows that fairy rings can be established by connecting neighboring oval genets, which is a group of clones, genetically identical plants, fungi, bacteria that originate from a single source vegetatively, not sexually, from these mushrooms. That's really cool. I know. We should get some mushrooms and grow them for funsies. I I would like to, except not... Not necessarily a fairy ring. I did just send my mom a video of how you can grow your own mushrooms. It's a that TikTok well, lady from Kentucky that we all know and love. I don't know which one. I'm going to send her to you. But, but the, she grows mushrooms in laundry baskets. The weird thing is I was just for my podcast episode on the dolphin house experiment. I had to go to this LSD website. And the entire time I'm trying to like read about the fact that they injected this dolphin with LSD, which is a major spoiler from my episode, but you guys will want to check it out. I feel like your episode is going to just fuck me up mentally and make me sad. It was the 60s. It was a very different time. Doesn't make it okay. I know, but it was a very different time. And knowing what else I know about the episode, which I don't know much. Gabby told me not to research. Please don't. It's going to be so fun. So I'm just hearing bits here and there of her mentioning it and oh my god it sounds terrifying they kept trying to sell me shrooms they were like grow your own <laughs> shrooms we can get you set up with a kit well, to grow your own mane is apparently really good i do want to start taking lion's mane because my memory as most of you know is non-existent it's just not there i'm pretty sure i have some lion's mane if you want it i, I have would like, like to start taking it yeah the capsules it I made me super anxious but that might just be me i have I an anxiety disorder weird I, I get ang- anxious from everything. I tried taking magnesium to calm me down, but I'm one of the few people that gets wired off of magnesium. So I didn't sleep for three days. Aww. Didn't work. It's my fine. brother and my dad are allergic to Benadryl. So it does the opposite effect to them and makes them go ham. Jesus Christ. I know. Well, that's a good thing. Cause if you take too much Benadryl, it affects your memory. Huh. And I took a Benadryl aids. before uh, recording this. Cause I ate. They gave us food at work today because cap inspection was today. <laughs> today was a day. Did you eat tomatoes? No, I ate, I made Jordan taste test it to make sure it wasn't tomatoes because I couldn't identify it. It was like red and he was like, oh, this is blah, 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 onions. And then said a specific type of onion. I don't know my onions. And I was like, all right, bet. So I picked it off and then I ate it in my eyes and my nose and my ears and my throat all got itchy. I got hives on my chest. So just to be safe, I popped a Benadryl because I am allergic to tomatoes. <sighs> Very sad. Anyways, another tangent. We should probably go back to our fairy rings continuously growing and then killing everything inside the circle. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Okay, so we just talked about two different theories. And there are two generally recognized types of fairy ring fungus as well. Those found in the woods are called tethered because they are formed by mycorrhizal fungi living in symbiosis with trees. You'll always get on me on my pronunciation. I know I pronounced symbiosis right. You did. You crushed it. You crushed it. Mushrooms found in woods? Tethered. Because the fungi live in symbiosis with the trees. That, doesn't that just give you a warm feeling in your tummy? Yes. Kind of like you want to live in the mushroom in the forest, you know? Like a little toad? Yes, because they're like, they're all tied together and they're just living is one. And I don't know, it makes you feel good. Okay, so forest mushrooms, tethered. Now we're going to talk about meadow fairy rings. And these are called free. You want to guess why? Because they are free from everyone else. Exactly. They're not connected with other organisms. And these mushrooms are saprotrophic. So the effects on the grass depend on the type of fungus that is growing. When Calvatia cyanthiformes is growing in the area, grass grows more abundantly. However, Leucopaxillus giganteus causes the grass to wither. Huh. I just, I know I keep saying it, but I just think that's so cool. Some of them cause, the, so those, the dark green, I guess, in the rings would be the ones that cause the grass to grow. To grow. Green. Yeah. And then the other one is like, it's Ca- just, it's draining. Yeah. The other one's draining all the nutrients It's out. like dark magic and like light mar- magic, I guess. <sighs> it's something. I like it. it I do too. It, I don't know. It makes me feel giddy inside. There are about 60 mushroom species which can grow in the fairy ring pattern. So many. The best known is the edible scotch bonnet, Marasmesius oridaeus, commonly known as the fairy ring champignon. No. <laughs> that was French. And you just <laughs> slayed it. But not in like a slay way, in a um, murder. In a slaughter way. <laughs> yeah. Champignon. Champignon. Champignon? Champignon. It's just, it's known. It's known. Guys, Gabby, say it one time for the one time. Nope. Nope. Please. We're just going to let it go. Champagne is a fairing. Champagne. 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 Yeah. Champagne. I did take. <laughs> I did take French in college. <laughs> I used to be able to talk in sentences. One of the largest rings, fairy rings ever found is near Belfort in northeastern France. This is formed by Infundibulisabi geotropa. It is thought to be about 300 meters, 980 feet in diameter and over 700 years old. I don't think, just in case you all didn't hear me, I'm going to say it again. 980 feet, 300 meters in diameter and over 700 years old. Where is it? Uh, this is in Belfort in northeastern France. Okay, I'm going there. Oh, I would love to go there. And it is called Infundibulisibi geotropa. I said it slow to ensure I didn't fuck it up. Some of you listeners are probably like, you still fucked it up, you dumb bitch. I'm sorry. It's the Bend and Trail. You have to excuse me. On the South Downs in southern England, Calosibi gambosa has formed huge fairy rings that also appear to be several hundred years old. Just a thought, like, they've been alive. They've seen things. They know things. 
that we will never know or never understand. Just And it makes you want to step inside one. If it's 980 feet in diameter, how will you even recognize that it's a circle? What if you trip? Aerial shots. What if you're frolicking? What if I am frolicking in northeastern France and I don't even see it coming until it's too late and I'm in there? Yeah. I wonder if it would share its wisdom with me. I feel like 700 year old wisdom. If it was in danger, you know, of the whole fairy ring curse or whatever, we would have a lot more missing people in fairy rings. Well, in that fairy ring. We have a lot of missing people, but not in that fairy ring. Do we know? Do we know? You'd see them. You wouldn't see them because they're somewhere else. They're there, but they're not there. Mm -hmm. We'll dive into that. So anyways, that being said, we can choose to believe that fairy rings are formed from nutrients dying or we can get on the more fun side and think that they're from fairies dancing. Now we're on to the fun portion of the folklore. There is so much folklore that surrounds fairy rings. Super excited to deep dive. I've always been so fascinated by them. And even the science, like, obviously I like science, but let's be honest, Gab's more of the science girl and I'm more of the, not necessarily folklore, but the unexplained. I like unexplained, but I actually did really enjoy the science behind fairy rings. They're so cool. Also, I want a tattoo of a fairy ring on my body. So after reading about fairy rings, I don't know if that's like the best idea or not to get one of those permanently on your body. Anyways, let's dive into the origins. So some origins see fairy rings as dark, evil, or witch-like. They are known as rons de sorceress, sorcerer's circle in French, and hexenringe, witch's rings in German. In German tradition, fairy rings were thought to be thought to mark the site of witches dancing at Walpurgis Night. So I did Google what Walpurgis Night is, and it's an abbreviation for Saint Walpurgis Night from German Sant Walpurgis Night. Yeah, I'm not. You all aren't going to get me trying to pronounce all of that. Psych, um, also known as Saint Walpurgis Eve. It is the eve of the Christian feast day of Saint Walpurga, and 8th century abbess in Francia and is celebrated on the night of 30th April and the day of May 1st. The feast commemorates the canonization of St. Walpurga and the movement of her relics to Akstadt. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I try. Both of which occurred on May 1st, 870. St. Walpurga was held by the Christians of Germany for battling pests, rabies, and whooping cough, as well as witchcraft. That is a spread, though. <laughs> like, they got pests. They got rabies. rabies. They whooping got whooping cough. cough and also witch. I mean, I know you didn't forget about the witchcraft. It's just, it's, it's, it's really <laughs> diverse. It's a I'm diverse level of protection. I am here for it. If I was going to be protected by anything, I would want it to be those things. Against rabies, whooping cough, and witchcraft. And then pests. Also, what pests? I don't know. Like, a lot of mice? things can be a pest. Knowing you, you'd adopt a mouse. So, I mean, what pests? I'm not big on mice. I don't hate them by any means. But uh, whenever I was younger at my Mima's house, one time my brother, I don't even know. You know those things? Man, my mind just, <laughs> swoop. 
But you know those things that you don't remember. Is this a real memory or have I been told this story so many times that I think it's a memory? Yes. Well, Mikey, my eldest brother, my only my only brother, <laughs> he was at my Mima's house one day and had jeans on. And there was a mouse that ran through. Supposedly, my Mima's house don't have mice to my knowledge now as an adult, but I guess this happened. And it ran up his pant leg. And he had to panic and try to take his pants off with a mouse crawling its way up. Nope. You know, up. So now I'm just not the biggest fan of mice. Don't hate them. Just kind of indifferent about them. So Dutch superstition claimed that the fairy circle showed where the devil set his milk churn. Huh. I don't know how to feel about that one. His milk churn? Yep. Why is he churning milk? I don't know. I thought the devil's like juice was alcohol. What? Does that mean he needs you you never heard people call it like the devil's juice or the devil's no, lettuce? I've only heard the devil's lettuce because he likes to eat salads. Hmm. Wait, what? Didn't <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up? <laughs> but why is he churning milk? I'm so confused. There's a colonial woman on the wing and she's churning butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I liked that one, though. Sorry if you all can hear me clicking. You probably can't because Gabby's microphones are top notch. You all remember that episode we recorded where every time I clicked my mouse, you could hear a little click, click. We'll never forget. You all remember. These are dark times, Harry, dark times. Anyways, that was a Dutch superstition, which I like. I don't know why I like it, but I do. Next on the list, we have Tyrol which is a state in Western Austria. And in Tyrol, folklore attributed fairy rings to the fiery tales of flying dragons. Once a dragon had created such a circle, nothing but toadstools could grow there for seven years. Toadstools. I like that one too. And I like toadstools. Toadstools are cute though. Toadstools are cute. And it's a fun word, you know, toadstool. It reminds me of Shrek. Why Shrek? Because he's taking those potions in that one scene and he's like, toadstool softener. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I feel like I've seen yeah. Shrek the musical, not actual Shrek. Now that I said it out loud, I get it because stool softener. Toadstool <laughs> softener. <laughs> Why did I never get it before? <laughs> European superstitions routinely warned against entering a fairy ring. I feel like I already knew this because me growing up, I'm a little European, and I've always been told to avoid fairy rings. French tradition reported that fairy rings were guarded by a giant bug-eyed toads that cursed those who violated the circles. I like that one, too. I just picture big-ass toads that are going to curse me out if I'm in France and I step inside a circle. In other parts of Europe, entering a fairy ring would result in the loss of an eye. That's a little morbid. That's dark. That is dark. We're getting a little dark here. Fairy rings are um, also associated with diminutive spirits in the Philippines. So basically, fairy rings are everywhere. But what happens to you when you enter the fairy ring is where we get a little foggy. Western European traditions, including English, Scandinavian, and Celtic, and many other traditional European beliefs, think that the rings were caused by fairies or elves dancing. I've also heard this one and it sounds kind of pleasant. I like the idea of fairies and elves dancing in a circle. 
Such events were associated especially with moonlit nights, and the sudden appearance of the ring in the morning were evidence of a dance the evening before. These ideas dated to at least the medieval period, the Middle English term Elfridgewort, which just means elf ring, means a ring of daisies caused by elves dancing. And this term dates all the way back to the 12th century. In a book called History of the Goths, written in 1628, a Swedish writer, Olaus Magnus, makes this connection, saying that fairy rings are burned into the ground by the dancing of elves. And I also have to add this extremely embarrassing side note in here, that the first time I ever mentioned History of the Goths, I was like, Goths existed in 1628, and and Gabby was like, yeah, duh. We have very uh, different ideas of what goths are. She knows what they actually were referring to in 1628. Me, on the other hand, was picturing like your average uh, emo dressed in all black. I was like, that's odd. It she, was. She did educate me. Yeah, you know, I, I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, why is this so mind blowing? But I was like, it's just so crazy. I was like, the Germanic people? <laughs> or are you thinking of like. Punk I was thinking off. like eyeliner, swoopy hair, cut my life into pieces. <laughs> but whatever the version of that would have been in 1628, they played a huge part in um, the fall of the Roman Empire. So that's that's pretty. They were pretty significant. I'll cut you into pieces. <laughs> yeah, that that's what they did. <laughs> Man, I'm taking, you can tell that I'm a little sleepy and a little out of it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Next up, British folklorist. Thomas Knightley noted that in Scandinavia in the early 19th century, beliefs persisted that fairy rings, elf dawns, arose from the dancing of elves. Knightley warned that while entering, an elf dawns might allow the interloper to see the elves, although this was not guaranteed, it would also put the intruder in thrall to their illusions. So they could make you see and think shit that wasn't actually happening. According to the English, the rings were dangerous places. People were told that dew should not be gathered. People sometimes used the dew from fairy rings to aid with their complexions. So um, this was frowned upon. It was said that the fae would counteract any magical quality it possessed, rendering it useless. So if you think you can fix your skin by getting dew from a fairy ring, think again. You are highly mistaken. Anyone who were to accidentally get into a fairy ring could face abduction by the fairies. Parents would instill this knowledge into their kids to scare them into staying away from the rings. A person could be pixie-led 
into a fairy ring and then trapped forever. Okay, here's my question. Usually when parents come up with some really silly and goofy, oh, don't like leave the lights on in the car at night because you'll get pulled over and it's illegal. Like when, when, when we lie, typically it's for a good reason. What on earth could the good reason be here? Maybe there was some neighborhood man going around abducting kids. And that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know but only if step in the fairy ring. No, I feel like the parents actually believed it. Huh. And who am I to say that fairy rings are not real? I don't want. You um, just explained them. But they could, fairies could still be in there. Maybe fairies. I wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't risk it. You the would fae, risk it? I would not. The Fae scare me, rightfully so. You're reading the wrong romantic novels. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of those Fae, <laughs> but I'm reading Akatar, which we oh mentioned. Oh my gosh. We mentioned in the previous. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm reading blah, blah, blah. And Gabby was like, oh, you're reading Akatar? And I was like, what the fuck is that? I didn't know that it had like a known abbreviation. So I was like, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. I, I, I feel oh, like such a so fraud. good. But I've been reading. Oh, man. Akatar adjacent series. Mm-mm. Reese, Resand. Ooh. I've heard. I've he can heard. get it. He can get it twice on Sundays. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm engaged. He's fake, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I do li- I like reading about the Fae but when it comes to real life Fae I don't think I'm just gonna break through a wall and then some fairy lord is gonna take me as his queen but you'll be dancing in his fairy ring so he'll be like wow who's who's that dancer and then he'll force me to dance for the rest of my life until my death I mean that was your fault for dancing in the fairy ring so because I drank the Fae wine those who've read the book will get that reference. Moving on. Sorry, James. In Scotland, it was believed that the fairies sit on the mushrooms and use them as tables for their feet. While in Wales, the story goes that the mushrooms were picked by the fairy folk and used as parasols or umbrellas. How cute is that? I can't even handle the cuteness. Even now in Wales, it's said that the fairy rings signify an underground fairy village. See, that's wholesome. I can just picture them sitting on little mushrooms and... Well, they're underground, though. Why would they sit on the mushrooms? The fairies can be on top of the ground. We might not see them. Like um, Spiderwick Chronicles, you might have to have a seeing stone to see them. What? My favorite childhood book was Spiderwick Chronicles, and you couldn't see the magical creatures unless you had a seeing stone, which was... Like a, a fairy stone, um, or it's also called a hag stone, which is just a type of rock that has a hole through the middle of it, and you use that to see magical cre- creatures. Welsh folklore also considers the rings as locations of fertility and fortune and claim that crops grow around them and livestock feeding nearby will flourish. So I like that. You don't see many positive. So I do love a good positive. My favorite might be the French, where the giant toads curse anyone that happens to walk along the ring. I dig that one. So an example of fairy rings in Celtic lore is seen in the Breconshire Wales. Is This is a little quote for you. When Anne Thomas was a girl, the children and she were all warned never to go inside a fairy ring. 
When we was going to school in the Sellings Meadow, there was fairy rings. And Grandfather did say we must mind and not put our foot inside the fairy rings, else the fairies would have us. This was written um, in 1913. As it transpired, this narrator knew of a man who had, or who, when coming home intoxicated from a fair, had heard music in the rings, and he had trespassed and danced there in the ring. When he finally came out and went home, years had elapsed, and all he knew were not to be found. So basically, he had went into the fairy ring, years had passed, and then everyone he knew and loved died by the time he got out. Even worse could happen. Once inside the fairy ring, a person might be forced to dance indefinitely. One poor chap, finally pulled from the ring after a year after his disappearance, expired immediately on tasting food. So this is the Celtic um, lore version? Yes. It's dark. Yep. I like the being cursed by toads instead. It sounds more fun than expiring on the taste of food. Dancing to your death. Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me, yeah. Oh, you should do an episode on the dancing plague when people dance themselves to death. I wonder if they all were in a massive fairy ring. Maybe that's the answer. Or they were on ecstasy. I mean, <laughs> did I, I guess. <laughs> in the West countries of England that have the most Celtic influence, pixies would steal horses and night and ride them around in circles called galatraps, a term for fairy rings. That was written in 1976. I do like the thought of pixies stealing horses and riding them around in circles. Called galatraps. Sounds whimsical. So if you dare to enter a fairy ring, many myths warn you that you will die young. You also become invisible to the mortal world, unable to escape the ring, or you are transported instantly to the fairy realm. You might also lose an eye for your foolishness Either way, you will be forced to dance around the ring until you die of exhaustion or madness. So to avoid this fate, there are certain things you can do, such as running around the outside of the fairy ring nine times. I'm not sure why the number is nine, but I knew, do know that ten is too many, and you will undo the procedure if you do it ten times. So really, to self. Yep. You got to do it nine. so precise. No more, no less. It has to be nine. And if you really, really, really want to still try to enter the ring, there is a chance you could enter without penalty if you run around the ring during a full moon, but only in the direction the sun travels during the day. If you do this, you might hear the fairies dancing underground. You might also wear a hat backwards because this is said to confuse the fairies and they will not do you harm. Do what you will with that. I wasn't able to find any instances where it was acceptable to enter a fairy ring. Um, although the Welsh do view it as a sign of good fortune to grow crops near fairy rings or have livestock nearby, they do also advise against entering one. So I'm going to end this episode with a traditional Scottish rhyme. He watils the fairies green, nay luck again shall hay. And he wa spills the fairy's ring, betide him want and way. For weirdless days and weary nights are his till his dean day. But he wa gaz the fairy ring, nah dull nor pine shall see. And he wa cleans the fairy ring, and easy death shall dee. Or in other terms, if you fuck with the fairy ring, you're gonna die. So if you see a fairy ring, don't step inside it. And if you do step inside it, 
write to us and let us know what happens. They would be dead. How are they writing? The afterlife? If you, I don't know, if you did the little, if you wear your hat backwards and can somehow step inside the fairy ring, uh, shoot us an email at mysteryofeverythingpod at gmail.com and let us know your experiences. If you or a loved one is went missing in a fairy ring, you can also write us on Instagram at mysteryofeverythingpod. Also, we did make a Patreon, finally. So if you guys want ad-free episodes and bonus episodes, make sure to subscribe. There's two tiers. You can sign up for just ad-free or you can sign up for ad-free plus bonus episodes. And there's so there's so much funsies. We're going to do one on um, cuteness aggression. So if you ever see something really cute and it makes you just want to bite the fuck out of it and you want to find out why, subscribe to our Patreon. Bye, guys. Bye. As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.